Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. Life was devastating and heartbreaking and hard, but it was buoyed by love and dappled with both comic relief and joy where you least expected it. With enough sunlight and the right angle, shattered glass always glittered. Beck, Dory Stein, Rock the Boat. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today I'm joined by my mom, Susie, a sensitive but avid reader. Together, we'll be breaking down our favorite recent PG to PG-13 reads. If you're a new listener who has Susie-like reading tastes, you might enjoy the previous episodes my mom has been on. That's episode 312 and episode 279. Hi, Mom. Hi, Annie. Welcome back. Long time no see. I know. We really haven't seen each other in a few weeks. And you were last on the show in March. Mm -hmm. March. So I thought summer would be a good time to have you back. And I think this might be the last episode for this year because we're already kind of scheduling things out. So I'm excited to have you and to kind of reconvene about PG, PG-13 reads, which I did want to talk about a little bit. I f- is sensitive reader the word you want me to use when describing you? I, you does know, it have a negative connotation? I think it does to some people. Yeah. I think it does to some people because they might think that that means I don't read anything with any depth right. or gumption or grit. Right. And that's not true. Right. So I'm really not sure. And I was just trying to think, like, what should the descriptor be? And sensitive kind of makes sense. Which I maybe, am. Maybe it's my own sensitivities to that word. <laughs> I Like, I don't want to be thought of as sensitive, which, <laughs> which is my own probably issues that I should discuss with a therapist. Um, but <laughs> it just, I don't know. Then I thought, oh, we've often used the phrase PG reads. That's right. To describe yours and Nancy's. And Nancy and I were talking the other day, and PG reads are hard to find. They are very hard to find. And guess what? everybody's idea of PG is different. Right. And so Nancy and I really think what we're really probably saying is you and Nancy do PG-13 reads. I think that is probably more accurate. And Olivia and Lucy and I tend toward the R, (laughs) (laughs) which I hesitate to say, but I do think that's probably more true. Um, I think PG is really hard. You're just looking at Hallmark books. Yeah. And that's... Well, and that's just a hard criteria to meet because, well, like, in a PG-13 movie, you're allowed, like, one F-word. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you're allowed. And so I feel like if we're talking about in terms of literature, PG-13 is probably what you and Nancy are trying to read in terms of shelf subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So if you're a new listener, we have a monthly shelf subscription service, and Susie, my mom, and Nancy alternate and select kind of PG-13 reads. And I think we've been describing that as PG, and I just think that's doing you and Nancy, that's making your and Nancy's job harder. But really is hard because you almost have to read children's books. Exactly. Or middle, those middle reader books. Well, and if you're thinking in movies, isn't that what a PG movie is? It's often children's. Right. And so I think PG-13 is probably the more... My preference is not a lot of right bad 
you know, inappropriate. <laughs> oh, words. we know. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so that's my preference. Yeah. However, I read Dear Edward in one day. Yes. And it was full. Oh, yes. But that, but, but you, you know love what? that. I, because there's some times, I was thinking about this this morning. There's some, just like I don't want to be judgmental mm-hmm. in my life because I don't know people's backstories. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are characters in a book. Yeah. And their language is pretty salty. <laughs> but the character, the reason, there's a reason. Right. There is. Yeah. And there are some books that if I hadn't read them, I'd be really sorry. Yes. That I didn't read them, even though that's not my preference. And that might not be the language you choose to use. And that's not. Sometimes there is a character in a book. Right. That it's, their background is such that that's just the way they, yeah. they don't, they, there's, they don't know any difference. Right. Well, and sometimes, look, a well-placed curse word can pack a punch sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we need them. <laughs> sometimes we need them. Um, okay. So that being said, I that kind of, I think, might segue into us talking about your first PG selection because okay. it is on the it is on the edge. This is the one I was reading when we talked last time. Yes. And I couldn't say what it was. And yes. I thought about it being my shelf subscription. Yes. You thought a lot about it. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. And the reason I didn't is because I was trying to think of everybody else right. that might be looking at me mm-hmm. and saying, uh, wait a minute. I signed sex. up for PG. Yeah. There's sex in that book and there's <laughs> some F words in that. But see, the background of the girl in this book yes. is horrific. Yes. So tell us the name of it. Okay. The book is What Comes After. Yes. <clears throat> and I quite honestly couldn't put it down. It's a good, I read it. So you recommended it to me after you finished and you had decided to not pick it for your shelf sub. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity to interview the author, Joanne Tompkins. Oh, you did? I did. (laughs) I did. Well, I'm going to put it, if it's not already there, we'll put it on Patreon, um, is my interview with her. I think. I think it could already be there. If it's not, we'll put it there. Well, she was phenomenal. And part of the reason I found her to be interesting was she's a former attorney. And so we talked a lot about how that influenced her writing and her ability to kind of see people from all sides. Right. Plus, she had visited, if I'm not mistaken, I hope I'm not... um, I hope I'm not conflating her with someone else. But um, she had visited a... Uh, the home of some Quakers. And so she, oh. that's how she kind of developed this character in this book. So, because I thought that was fascinating. Oh, that I did was too. One of the most fascinating parts of the book yes. was how he reacted to things. Yes. And how he, there wasn't a ton in there about his churchy no, life. No, but, but it just certainly so, had his whole persona. Yes, had his, infiltrated. Yeah, it's his whole being and how he reacted and how he, um, just treated people and it was just i think his life was very much affected and his decision making was affected by his faith yes so okay so this complicated yes so this book and part of the reason you didn't choose it as your shelf shelf subscription is because the very plot of the book is kind of dark like (laughs) (laughs) murder suicide (laughs) yes so it's not my Right. Typical first choice. Right. So the book is set in the Pacific Northwest. When the book opens, we know that there has been a murder. Yes. A suicide, we think, is being hinted at, but we're not quite sure. Right. But you've got these two neighbors whose sons, all we know is that they're friends they're and they friends. both are dead. Yes. And then this girl, and part of the reason I have compared this book to uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. Exactly. Is because <laughs> there's a young girl character who kind of appears out of nowhere. Like, exactly. <laughs> and all of a sudden kind of befriends 
the father of mm-hmm. one of these boys. Mm-hmm. And you don't know her backstory. You don't know where no. she's from. And so you spend the book really viewing the relationship between this father who's lost his son yep. and then this girl who has appeared out of the woods of the Pacific Northwest. reading in the rearview mirror. It yeah. was all, you know, trying to, you, you had the beginning story, mm-hmm. but then layers begin to peel back as to where she comes from. She literally just yeah. appears. Yes. Uh, and homeless. Mm-hmm. And so that's why sometimes you just have to be very careful not to be too judgmental yeah. about characters because um, I I am glad I read this book. Mm-hmm. It was a very good, good book. But I'm also glad I didn't use it as my shelf <laughs> Well, you're right because all and you and Nancy, again, I hope we haven't done you both a disservice, but you we do advertise yeah. uh, you both as the PG readers. And so that does... There is connote. Some <laughs> yeah, there is some pressure. Um, but I do. I'm glad you read it. But, and I'm glad you passed it on to me because I'm not sure I would have read it without your nudging. So thanks for hand selling me that. I you could handle it, R-rated <laughs> reader. Yeah. yeah, no problem here. <laughs> Just FYI, everybody, she didn't start out that way. <laughs> it's, the, it's the world. Okay, what next? Okay, um, let me see. Next was, um, oh, next was one of Nancy's. Oh, subscription. Yes. And I loved it. So did Aunt Lisa. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put it down. The Sweet Taste of Muscadines. Yes. Legit PG book. Okay. Fascinating. Wonderful story. This, I think this is her debut novel. I'm not sure. I think you're right about that. I'm not 100% sure, okay. but I think you're right. She Now, some people describe this maybe as a um, on the back, it says, will appeal to fans of Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh. And Lisa and I think it's because of her descriptive writing about the South. Okay. But also, there's a piece of it later on in Scotland. Oh. And she just does this amazing job of making you think you are there. Okay. And of course, it's easy for me in the South because I, when she describes the humidity right. and the We heat, can feel it. I can feel it. But she did, this is a book that's, got mystery it's got uh some surprise mm-hmm. elements to it have you read this one Mm-mm, i have not okay well one day lisa and i were in the store mm-hmm. and nancy told us about this and i we fell in love with it both of us we read it at the same time so we could talk about it fun and i loved it so much and it's about um interesting story about a woman, young woman, who has moved away from her family, but she was raised in the South. Her daddy was a preacher, mm-hmm. but he went off to war to be a chaplain and then never returned. And so can I tell about it a little bit? Yes, just no spoilers, please. Oh, well, then I better not tell about it. But it <laughs> You was, can tell about it. She comes back home. She comes back home because her mother now uh-huh. has died. Okay. And so she comes back home and um, they just discover, oh, hmm. hmm. Things aren't as we thought they were, mm-hmm. and they she had she they find her in the grape arbor, mm-hmm. and so she had gone out there to find something. So they go digging around, and they dig up this box full of pictures. Oh, I want to tell about it so bad. <laughs> it's just so good because it turns out it's a lot going on in this book. She um, packed, and I'm looking at it because what comes after is quite thick. This is not yes, as this is not no, but she packs a lot into this book, there is, uh, oh, 
I don't know how to talk about it now without telling a little bit of spoiling. But anyway, it's just a really neat story about her father and her best friend's father. Okay. Had a relationship when oh. they were young, but they did never, they never succumbed to it. They went their separate ways and they both got married and they both had children. Okay. And then the best friend, so the best friend kills himself. Okay. Because it's tormenting huh. to him to lead this sort of double life. And so the the dad never comes home, but it's a sweet, redemptive story. It's wonderful. You love that. You love I, redemption in a I story. I do. I like it when something good comes out of something sad or bad. Mm-hmm. And this is legit PG. Nancy recommended it. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Go buy it. You will not be sorry. The sweet taste of muscadines. Okay. If only and we I'm were, showing it. If only we were on video. <laughs> in my own preschool teacher way. So, <laughs> if only people could see us. But and here's what happens to me after I read a good book. Uh-huh. I have a really hard time leaving the characters because I live them. Yeah, book hangover. And so I really have a hard time going into the next one. It's real. And sometimes the next book is set up to fail then a little bit. But it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't. Because this is a book I mentioned last time. We had just gotten it. Dad and I started to read it out loud to one another. Uh-huh. But... Nope. Grabbed it on my own, picked it up, went to the beach, bam. Oh, you cheated. I did. <laughs> and you know what? Oh, my goodness. I Well, first of all, I just like Sean Dietrich. Name of the book. The Incredible Winston Brown. Okay. And this okay. is Sean Dietrich. And I thought when we were reading it out loud, it was kind of going a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. And I discovered Lisa. Lisa read it ahead of me. Okay. She was like, oh. And I couldn't get into anything. She said, the one you need to read is the one you and Chris are reading together. Mm-hmm. And you need to just read it. Just because, fly through it. And I couldn't put it down. I went, took it to the beach and read the whole thing. So this is just a wonderful Southern. He's a Southern writer. Mm-hmm. And this book came out in the pandemic kit. Yes. He was supposed to come to oh, the I store. Remember. Oh, believe me. I know. <laughs> and so I felt so bad. Yeah. And I remember it made me think back to when he first came to Tallahassee that that we knew yes. of him at a Word of South. Oh, and it poured rain. And it poured rain. But you went over there. Dad and I manned the the tent. Yes. And you went over and you called us over. You've got to come over here and hear this guy. Oh, yeah. I did. I forgot about that. And then he made you cry because he started singing. Yeah. yeah. And so we went over there to, we just left it with one of your helpers, yeah. probably Ashley. And Dad and I went over to hear the end of his talk yeah. and for him to played his guitar and sang. And yeah, was he's charming. incredibly talented and really, and just really nice. He really does seem like such a yeah, nice, guy. nice guy. This is just a fabulous small town story. Set in, so I feel like one of his previous books was set in a different decade. What, it, what, is this a modern book? Is uh, this a, is this 19? I think this is, I think this is in the past. I should, you asked me that on these books and then I'm like, oh, blah, blah. And I, <laughs> well, it's because we read so much. It is because I go on, but it is set back. Okay. Because Stars of not, Alabama was historical fiction as well. Not too terribly far back. Okay. Yes. Okay. And it's almost Mayberry-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, which I fell so in love with these characters in this book, everybody in this book. Winston Brown is dying mm-hmm. in the very first pages. Okay. He says I'm, he's dying. So I'm like, oh, my word. Am I going to be able to read this? It was fantastic. He's sheriff of a small town, okay. very small town in the panhandle. Mm-hmm. So if this is a fake town, it felt very real to me. <laughs> I feel like, hey, I've been there. Yes. 
And uh, so I love that. Mm-hmm. And it was just, uh, if this compare, let me see what I can compare this to, Wendell Berry. Oh, okay. When I read Hannah Coulter. Yes. And so it's just character mm-hmm. driven and it's just the really neat people of this town. Okay. And how they come together in different ways. He's sort of like, the, he's a hero. Okay. But in the midst of becoming a hero, of being a hero, he creates new heroes. It's beautiful. Oh, okay. You would love it and you would fly through it. I love Southern writing too. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm sensing so, a theme for yeah, sure. So that's that really occurred to me that I'm like, hey, I really like well, ones that I feel, feel it so feels familiar, familiar. Mm-hmm. to me. And this is it's just a great fiction book. It's got a little baseball in there, okay. small town life. It's just wonderful. Totally PG. Okay. PG. Okay. Go right. buy this book if you are a sensitive reader. <laughs> and trust me, the incredible Winston Brown, but that does not mean it's boring. Okay. It was very good. I could Got not it. put it down. Okay. Okay. So shall I keep going? Yeah, keep going. Okay. Then the next book I read was called The Personal Librarian. Okay. You raved about this to me. Oh my goodness. So good. First of all, it's co-authored. Right, which I always find fascinating. So I read all about Mm -hmm. that this is a... Can I tell a little bit about it? Yeah, of course. Okay, this is about uh, J.P. Morgan's personal Mm -hmm. librarian that he hires, and she's a black woman. Mm -hmm. So the author, because I read a little bit of back stuff on it because I was fascinated, Mm -hmm. thought, well, I can't write this book. This story. Mm -hmm. uh, Because... um, Marie Benedict has written a lot of historical fiction. Okay. Nancy is a big fan of hers. I'm okay. And so Marie Benedict has written some books, I think, about Einstein's wife, maybe Churchill's wife oh, as well. Cool. So she writes a lot of historical fiction oh, based in real care, real okay. people. Yeah. Well, this is a real person. Uh, yes. So she so she kind of knew, which good for her for and knowing. I know. And so she knew, I need to mm-hmm. bring in someone else. Mm-hmm. A person and of so, color. Yes. And so this woman is... Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember the year. Oh, 19, early, early, like 1900s. Okay. And so she's a, and I had no idea, because I'm ignorant, (laughs) that in some places, it was really already better Mm. for people of color. And then it got worse. Yeah, the recon, we, yeah. So, the South. you forget that. We must have been good. Yes. Yeah. So, it was shocking. So, this family is light-skinned, but they're a black family. Mm And, but um, she's light skin enough. If I'm remembering right, she's light skin enough to pass. Their as mother, light. their mother, and the children. So it's the mother's idea. Okay. Because the dad, her father, was the first uh, black man to graduate from Harvard. Okay. Wow. So listen. So see, we're talking about education, all these mm-hmm. things in 1900 that I thought didn't exist, but it did. Right. And so, and then it goes, then it goes south. <laughs> no pun intended. And. Um, so anyway, the children are all light-skinned, and the mother is light-skinned. Light-skinned enough that some of them really mm-hmm. passes. passes. And the mother decides that's what she's going to do. Okay. To preserve her children and to give them opportunities, mm-hmm. which is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's heartbreaking because their family's black, mm-hmm. all their extended family. Yes. And so this is not looked upon very well. Right, they're probably turned. They're probably rejected a little bit by yes, their, so by their own family. Win. Yeah, you can, absolutely can't win. She does this her whole life. 
Mm. She passes off as a white woman her whole life. Wow. As um, uh, Portuguese. Mm -hmm. They say she's got like a Portuguese grandmother. So she, because she is um, olive skinned. Mm -hmm. And so they pass her off as being um, Mm -hmm. her Portuguese grandmother. She's brilliant and savvy. And she's so intelligent about art and books. Becomes like a New York socialite or, you know, like becomes involved. She works it. Yeah. Oh, she works it. Yeah. She works the system, but it's still heartbreaking to me. It's yeah, still well, because she's having to hide part her, a big a big part of her identity, well, her cultural identity. Yes. Um, so Marie Benedict partnered with Victoria Christopher Murphy. Okay, Murray, 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 Victoria Christopher Murray, who also I realize had written has written a lot of books, and so they partnered together and worked on this story. Yes, and, but and this is what I'm always curious about when people co-author, but. It was not distracting. It did not feel discombobulated, no. which I find isn't that amazing that yes, two people can partner together and, and create they weren't something even together. All the, right, you think about your side by side. Hey, what about this? Right. Oh, what about that? Right. No, that's not how it were. They weren't even together. Right. You're researching and emailing. Probably and they might have been writing this during the pandemic. I can't remember that part, but that sounds great. And it sounds this is a true story. Uh, so I. Well, uh, yeah, Historic based in a fiction, yes. true story. I still think you would like the book, um, The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, which deals with some similar themes. Um, and as I recall, it is fair. It is PG-13-ish, okay. I would think. Um, but it was one of my favorite books I read last year. And it was about twin sisters who grew up in, in a small town in Louisiana, grew up surrounded by this black community, really vibrant community. And then the twins are light skinned enough, but one of them chooses to continue living as a black woman and one moves away and chooses to live as a white woman. And it is fascinating. Um, And so their sisterhood is completely changed by that decision. And And we know that the possibilities in the future look completely different yes. for them. So, so I, when you told me about this book and I, I just, I'm very intrigued Amy, by this story. You would love the story. Yeah. Did, and, did Nina read it? I think Nina would like it. Oh, too. I needed to pass this on to her. Yeah. Nina and would like it. I have. She will love it. It's so good. And it's, and so it's bittersweet. Yes. It's fascinating how she worked it. To yes. Her, but in the end, she burns everything oh, about her. Interesting. And so that no one has, no one ever knew. No one knew. But there's a little kind of twist in there that one of J.P. Morgan's daughters thinks, teases her about it, kind of goads her about uh-huh. it all along. Oh, And then at the end, she... But, Don't tell. Oh, gosh. You just, <laughs> You're like an SNL character. <laughs> You're like, let me tell you about this movie. Oh, and then they die. Like, you just... <laughs> But I was um, going to tell you, I thought you would appreciate this. So Olivia and I were talking about this book because um, it released um, and we talked about it on a new release Tuesday podcast. And Olivia's been to the J.P. Morgan Library. I would be, I would love to and do that. And so the library on the cover of the book, she said, when you go into that library, it looks to, like when you walk into the room, it looks two stories. Yes. But you can't figure out how to get to the second story. And it's because they've hidden ladders throughout it, which I thought oh. was so interesting. So anyway, just fun fact. Yes. Well, that was a fascinating book. And we discovered that many of my picks that I have done in the past, I've been leaning towards historical fiction. I I didn't even know it. I think historical, to be fair, I think historical fiction is often more PG and PG-13. Yeah, I think that must be why. Yeah. But I have no regrets because I've read some awesome books. So anyway. Okay. What's um, up next? Okay. Well, you know, also my library at home is always filled with self-help 
Oh yeah. <laughs> so my, my, my You're really into personal growth. It, and it is. Yeah, you a are. A lot of my books are going to be, there is a lot of fiction. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of historical fiction. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of, how can I be a better person? Yeah, so, you've always read that. And I always have. And I love it because I'm always striving to improve and to, I know I'm quirky, so I like to. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a personal growth recommendation? I do that I'm reading. This is the one I'm reading right now. Okay. And I'm almost done. I'll finish it today. Okay. What's and it called? It is called Think Like a Monk. Okay. I discovered uh, Jay Shetty mm-hmm. on Instagram. Okay. So positive. Plus, does he look like a monk? Oh, I wish you all could see the book I'm holding He's up. very handsome. He's very <laughs> handsome. He's very handsome. Oh, very handsome. <laughs> Wait, so did you know him from anywhere? How'd you find, like, was he on? And, on Instagram. Aunt Lisa. Okay. Found him because we're always looking for positive things yes. in this negative world. So <laughs> yes. he's very positive. Okay. And then I kept reading about him. She did too. Mm-hmm. And he was a monk for three years. Wow. Gave up everything oh. and went into train and became a monk. Oh, that is fascinating. For three years. And now he helps everybody with the practices and principles that he has to have a better quality of life okay and um that reminds me of that little book that you and dad read years ago about brother lawrence oh i love that book that what is that book called Um, oh dear i'm so sorry practicing the presence of god yes but it reminds me of that a little bit where he wound up and that obviously was was. for the christian worldview but like he was he passed along what he had learned yes wasn't he a monk as well yeah he was yeah and so, yes, he was a monk, and it was, that's a wonderful little book. It is. I read read that little book from time to time. This, find Jay Shetty on Instagram. Okay. And he has a, I forgot what the name of his business is now, but he's a coach, I guess. And, okay. And has his own big business from trying to help people. What's the best thing you learned so okay, far? Because well, uh, you love this, to write in your books. Yes. You're a big I, highlighter fan. I am very highlightery. <laughs> And very, um, some of this isn't that new to me. Right. Well, because you read a lot of this. I do. And I've learned about meditation and I've learned about trying to reframe and thoughts Mm -hmm. and so forth. But so it's in sections Mm -hmm. and some of it's going to be about putting your phone down Mm -hmm. and some of it's going to be about your breath taking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm big into that. You are. Even before. Hey. I oh, was yeah. into breath before breath was cool. <laughs> yeah, you were. It's yes. true. I've always, and then I had to learn how to do it myself. Today we had a, I did a lunchtime talk for Patreon and we had the just the worst technical difficulties and it quit on me like in the middle and I had to restart. And I literally said when I got back on air, I was like, okay, everyone, let's take deep breaths. Like, I think I said it in the chat because I just have, I do have your voice in my head. Like, okay, just take a deep breath. Everything's fine. And then- after getting older, and I've started having more issues with some anxiety, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to take a pill for anxiety. I found a therapist to talk to about it. For a time, I saw her. Mm-hmm. I learned that breath, it's legit, man. <laughs> yeah. It's legit. It and is. So, you were right. I, yeah. Thank, could you say that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> so this is all about just, I have so much highlighted and so much. It's so much I want to share with you. I love that. Well, good. Then then I don't have to read. You can just tell me about it. It's just wonderful practices okay. and things that you can do to help you um, take a moment 
That sounds like something we all could use, especially I'm just thinking about when the fall hits and people go back to school for the first time and read the title of this page. Oh, she's opened it to there's lots of green highlighter everywhere. And this page says single tasking. Listen, you're right. I take a lot of I took a lot of pride in being the queen mm-hmm. of multitasking. Mm-hmm. All my years of raising children, working, mm-hmm. I could I could. Spread it out, man. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And I wish I hadn't. Yeah. I wish I hadn't been so great mm. at multi- multitasking because it's really not all it's that great really for you. It's really not good for you. You're it's right. It's really not. And so this is just a a great um, read about just like what you think, what he learned okay. in the process about negativity, mm-hmm. fear, um, your purpose. Okay. Routines. Oh, yeah. So it's... um. Well, that sounds lovely. Yes. And I'm almost finished and I'm learn, um, reading about gratitude. So I will say that a, some of this is not brand new right. to me because I have read a lot of books about this, but I really like him. Okay. And hello, I've read a lot of books, but they weren't by monks. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, That's true. So yeah, this is He different. can kind of back it up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's something I'm finished. I'll finish that one up today. All right. Okay. Another one I read that you haven't read yet. I know. And I want to. So tell us the title of this one. And is it out now so I can talk about it? You God can t- Spare you, the Girls. God Spare the Girls. You can talk about it anytime. I do think it is out, though. Yes. I think I've seen it on the shelf. Um, this is an interesting book. It's I'm about, surprised you read this. It's about a big, um, you know, what do we call the... Big preachers, the big tell, not a like an evangelist, the, yes, like but, a Billy Graham, but yeah, big time, like a tent revivalist, okay, very okay. charismatic, okay. <clears throat> I feel like I'm playing taboo. Big, um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to guess the word. Okay, so and some mega big, church, okay, mega okay, church, mega preacher. church preacher, a pastor, whatever, pastor, yes, and so, and he has two daughters, okay. And they are, this is very strict. They're very strict. This is fiction. This is fiction. Okay. But they're very, they're raised very strict with their dresses, the way they behave. Okay. Probably part of the charismatic movement. And it is. He, Set it, during the modern era. Yeah. Okay. And he Uh-oh. has a little, Uh-oh. whoopsie. <laughs> okay. Okay. And it's about how they react to this. Oh, interesting. The girls go to their grandmother's farm to try to process everything because their whole world fault he makes a horrible mistake yes okay and repentant mistake yes okay interesting yes but it's fascinating how the wife responds okay and then how each daughter responds one daughter's really um by the book mm-hmm. and one daughter's a little bit not bad mm-hmm. but just a little bit more spicy for it wants to you know, so a little few wild oats, but basically they're really good girls. They're, they are really good girls and it's just how they cope with what has happened and what he does, how the church takes him right back and embraces him right back into the fold. He has a little bit of stuff he has to do and then he's right back at it again huh. and how the wife reacts to that and how the daughters react to that. All right. And I'm just going to say that I wanted it to be. I wanted people to be madder. <laughs> I wanted people to be. I wanted them to be a little bit more. 
wanted them to be angrier. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's interesting. I had a couple of PG books that I have read since March. Okay. And one of them that I think you would really like is called Revival Season by Monica West. Okay. I picked it as my shelf subscription a few months ago. And if I thought about it, I would have passed it on to you. Right. But the reason I bring it up now is because in that book, um, it is a black evangelical family set in the modern era, but they travel around during the summer for tent revivals. Okay. And it is about this daughter named Miriam and her dad is this prominent evangelist who goes around and does healings. Okay. And then she sees her father do something wrong. Okay. And it's the fallout to Miriam's own face. Yeah. And also it talk, it's a lot about women's roles because how she feels called to heal, but she's a girl. And so what does that look like? So I think these books would be great pairs, oh, book, a great pair. One of the daughters. Mm-hmm. She's really the father. Okay. Interesting. She writes the stuff. Okay. She's, so that is very much like this. Okay. So, oh, that sounds like they would make like, great pair. I'm not pair. quite sure he would have been able to do all he did without, without the daughter who can't uh-huh. because she's female <laughs> right. read the sarcasm <laughs> in my face <laughs> so <Poor> i <laughs> yes yeah okay so i think you would really like revival you'll season fly through this and yes. i i took it from you you brought it back yeah. to me because i wanted to read that yeah. one you'll fly through it okay it's it's pg okay very good okay all right last up okay and right now i'm reading something that's an ARC that you've mm-hmm. given me to read. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is going to be my pick for the future, so I can tell a little bit about it. Yeah. You can see I'm not quite Just a third started of the it. way through, maybe. And it's called When Ghosts Come Home. Mm. By Wiley Cash, who's yes. a very popular Southern writer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I like this book so mm-hmm. far. I think you'd like him. I really do like the book so far. Don't know where the ghosts come in yet. So... <laughs> obviously i'm not that far into it yet but it's very it's a mystery okay and you don't read a lot of those i I don't think that's more at least this thing i think this is more turning into going to be a mystery okay and um so far you don't want to put it down okay so things are happening and um I mean, I think he would be right in your wheelhouse. He kind of reminds me of Sean Dietrich, maybe a little darker. And so far, this is definitely a little bit different in that um, it is a little darker. And, yeah. it's a, and you can see that there's a mystery unfolding. Yeah, more and, Southern Gothic, I think. But um, really good so far. Okay. I'm really liking this one. So that's the one that I've got going now as well. Okay. I just have two other, I wanted to recommend Revival Season, so I'm glad you talked about God yeah, Spare the good. Girls. But then I did have two that I just finished that I think you might really like. So one is Very Sincerely Yours, which is a new rom-com Ooh. by Carrie Winfrey. Oh, good. And Carrie Winfrey, I think, I think we had talked about if you would like Waiting for Tom Hanks or not like the movies. And I felt like maybe they'd be a little young. Like the characters are so young, but I've read her new one and I actually think you might like it. So very sincerely, it's delightful. I think she's a great writer, but it is about a young woman who's kind of, um, she's been broken up with and she's aimless and she seeks solace and finds comfort in this children's television show, kind of Mr. Rogers-esque and only picture Mr. Rogers young and handsome. And so she kind of thinks to herself, like she kind of finds solace in him and then she starts writing him emails. So Uh it's 
kind of got a you've got mail thing. So I think you would like that. Can I I take it home with me? Yes, I got it. I just have to take a picture for Instagram and then you can take it. Um, But I really like Carrie Winfrey and this is fun. I was reading it in the car on the way back from Birmingham and I got, I always love to read acknowledgements and I'm in there. (gasps) (laughs) It's so exciting. Uh, So anyway, so she thanks a lot of bookstores for support of her work. Um, So that was really fun. Um, But the book is really good and I think you'd like it. And then the other one that I just finished last night that I think is PG-13, but I think you could like it. I, I don't know, but I think you could. It's called Rock the Boat, and I quoted it at the beginning of the episode. Should I sing that right now? No. <laughs> Restrain yourself. Uh, is, now that song is stuck in my head. It's all I'm thinking about. So the main character is, again, kind of a down-on-her-luck young woman who has been living in New York, but her boyfriend breaks up with her, and she moves back home to the coast of New Jersey. And the writer really writes so beautifully. I've never in my life wanted to go to New Jersey. And now I'm kind of like, do I want to go? Oh. So she goes back home and she her two childhood friends are there and some drama unfolds. Right. But it's also about a town trying to save a library. Ooh, so, so there's some elements that I think okay. you would really like. So th- it just came out this week. I brought it home on a whim and really liked it. Oh, good. But I think you would too. And you've already read it, of course. I read it last night. So I can have two books to take yeah. home. So I'm gonna, I just have to take pictures of them. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Mom, for all the great book recommendations. Very fun. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelftville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, www.bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, what I'm reading is brought to you by Visit Thomasville. A couple of weeks ago, I was wrapping up reading book five of Middlemarch, and I needed a change of scenery. I was kind of desperate to get out of the house. Middlemarch is brilliant, but easy reading, it is not. So Jordan and I had taken a picnic dinner to Thomasville's Rose Garden, and I knew it would be the perfect spot to finish out book five. I had not ever chosen that place as a reading spot, but I wound up driving over to the Rose Garden and found an empty gazebo where I then kind of nestled myself for an hour to wrap up my reading. It was hot. It's summer in Thomasville, but it was breezy and the garden was filled with blooming roses. It was beautiful and the perfect way to finish middle March. So the whole day felt like a gift. It was kind of the perfect summer afternoon. If you want to visit Thomasville and visit our beautiful Rose Garden, you can go to thomasvillega.com. This week, I'm reading Survive the Night by Riley Sager. Mom, what are you reading? Well, I'm reading the, the book that we just talked about, When Ghosts Come Home by Wiley Cash. And so far, a plane crash has happened. And um, the mystery, there's no one on the plane. Everyone's gone. Oh. And this sheriff who may be forced into retirement is, um, or he's up for re-election, is now on the hunt. Oh, interesting. Yes. Intrigue. Okay. Thank you again to our sponsor, Visit Thomasville. Whether you live close by or are just passing through, I really do believe you would enjoy a visit to beautiful Thomasville, Georgia.
If you liked what you heard on today's episode, tell us by leaving a review on iTunes. Or if you're so inclined, support us on Patreon, where you can hear our staff's weekly new release Tuesday conversations, read full book reviews in our monthly Shelf Life newsletter, follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic, and receive free media mail shipping on all your online book orders. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week.